This podcast is brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA community media organisation, Joy. Keep Joy on air by becoming a member, a subscriber or donate. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community. Dee and Natalie, um, of course, no, none of them are there now. Um, how has the Australian Greens changed in the time that you've been in the Senate? Um, essentially, we've we've grown, um, and we have, I think, become more powerful, and really sort of have said. And particularly over that 10 years, that sense of we are absolutely not just here to stay as by far, you know, the biggest third force in Australian politics in the history of Australian politics, but we are growing. And at the last federal election to have won, you know, we got two new senators elected, but in particular getting three new MPs and in Queensland, in Brisbane, really, I think, put a line you know, made it very clear that the Greens, we're not just sitting back and thinking we're, you know, just content to be at the size we are, that we're growing and we're going to continue to win more House of Representatives seats and continuing to head to a time when we are going to be having a share in government. And that's absolutely where we're heading. And I think, you know, over the last few years, there's been more of an awareness amongst the Australian community that that's, that's a really realistic um, um, future for us and our, our, you know, we continue to grow, the number of people voting for us continues to grow and for me that's the thing that gives me hope about the future <laughs> because in terms of that, that drive and my values of working for justice for people and the planet and for a future for us all, I can't see it being achieved other than having the Greens having that powerful voice in our parliament. I was going to ask Janet, yourself and Dean, <clears throat> colleagues in the Senate for many years, and have worked together collaboratively on a whole lot of legislation and issues, most particularly the one that sticks in my mind is marriage equality. But Absolutely. Not, yeah, but, but not only marriage. <laughs> but I mean, not only yeah. marriage equality, you know, <laughs> committees and other things. What I often wonder, though, is that the issues that, um, and and I won't put Dean on the spot here, but with other senators that you have a have a really strong <clears throat> disagreement with them on a policy, how do you then reconcile it by working with that senator on another issue where you where you share some interest? Um, that's got to be pretty difficult. Yeah, and look, I think I mean. Let's you know talk the relationship bet between Dean and myself and marriage equality absolutely was you know was the highlight of that and what, where we managed to work together and I think it's symbolic of the way that you can work I mean for achieving marriage equality and the work that was done on putting together Dean's private senator's bill through the committee process at the time of um, you know. Uh, when we were working out whether we were going to have a plebiscite or a postal vote, it was Dean Lou Pratt and my, from Labor and myself mm. who were the key people in that Senate committee process. And we knew that we would have to give grounds on things and that none of us were going to get exactly what we wanted. But we had a shared goal. And I think as long as you know that you've got some shared goals, you can put other things aside that you don't share and say, but we've got a shared goal here and we're going to work together to achieve it. Perhaps, um, it's, perhaps it's eat the meal you served at the moment rather than the one you're thinking about tomorrow. <laughs> and I think, 
Yes, I think so. And But it's also there are some people that, you know, I work well with because they are willing to work collaboratively, whereas there are other people who have got very different um, values and very different things they're trying to achieve in the Senate who are not interested in working collaboratively. Yeah. And and basically that whole adversarial, not, you know, 100% my way or, mm. or the highway um, means that you just it's not possible to sort of make those bridge across the aisle and work together. But that's, you know, that hasn't been the case with a lot of people that I've worked with across, mm. you know, the whole spectrum of, of, um, of the parliament. That's right, Janet. My observation is that some people come to the Senate to use it as a platform. Um, others, you know, like yourself, uh, come to the Senate to use it as a vehicle through which they can sort of find, um, you know, common perspectives and then sort of advance the national good. And, you know, I think many people would be surprised. Or, or both. I, mean, I, think, I think in my case I'm Well, actually, that's a fair a point. That's a fair point. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Well, we, um, I, I was going I, I, I thought it rude to reflect on the events of the last week as we're singing your... Oh, look, but, but I'm to going to wear the censored by the Senate wears a badge of honour, I can tell you. you, know, you, you it was the opportunity to speak up. You were very forthright <laughs> and very clear in your perspective when you uh, defended yeah. your actions in the House of Representatives. That's right. Um, unusual as, as it is for me to get the final word, uh, <laughs> the Senator's times have expired. Has expired. Uh, we, we have to uh, go, Janet. Love to have a chat to you once the pen is well and truly pulled uh, and, you know, you're a private citizen again. Look forward to chatting to you then. Thanks for making the time today. Best to Anne and uh, enjoy Mardi Gras tonight and I do hope that Mardi Gras in some way, tonight, recognises both the the two members of our community who were murdered but actually makes a statement about domestic violence in our community. It's a subject none yeah. of us feel comfortable talking about, but I do hope Mardi Gras or there's, there's some recognition of that. Have a good trip, mm. Janet. Thanks very much, Rakar, and thanks, Dean. Cheers. Cheers. You are on Sunday Magazine, Joy 94.9 with Macca and Senator Dean Smith. Coming up, uh, our favourite Lord Mayor, Sally Cap, Lord Mayor of Melbourne. Stay with us. We love getting those messages. Also, 0427 569 uh, It's Macca here. My special guest is uh, Western Australian Liberal Senator Dean Smith. And on the line, Lord Mayor Sally Cap. Now, Dean... Dean does immense preparation. It's like Senate. Es it's like Senate estimates. He's got scratchings on paper here. That would be the nerd in me. Yeah, it's the nerd yeah, in him. So, that's right. So, Dean, yep. have a look at your list. What do you got? Go well, on. I've got. Uh, of course, it's uh, Sally. It's part of sort of WA LGBTI folklore that young West Australian guys and girls often sort of make the trek to Sydney or Melbourne. Um, you know, sort of you know experience the you know the big world of being uh, of being out. What what one thing would you like to steal from Sydney? Oh, how interesting. Uh, well, I mean, the wonderful tension between Sydney and Melbourne, I think, spurs us on to bigger and better things. Of course, we would like a Mardi Gras that is bigger uh, than uh, what happens in Sydney. Our Midsummer Parade, I think, is absolutely fantastic. Uh, but uh, having seeing that grow into something even bigger, I'd love to see it go through... The streets of Melbourne, um, yes, you heard it here, city of Port Phillip, um, and uh, and really turn it into uh, Saturday uh, magazine.
It's all right. Keep going. Uh, oh, I've been the biggest. The there was biggest a fanfare for the arrival of the uh, Sydney Mardi Gras in Melbourne. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but on the other hand, you know, the the street festivals that we have. Um, uh, in and around Gertrude Street, etc., I think are absolutely fantastic. I'm rambling a bit here, Dana, as I try and think of something I want to steal from uh, Sydney, and I'm really struggling because I think we do it really pretty well in Melbourne. Um, the biggest thing for me is to make sure that we have a community that is welcoming and inclusive, where we really value people for their individuality and the great thing about the Midsummer Festival is that it is full of the celebrations and parades but actually it has an enormous program to bring information, education, uh, celebration and uh, showcasing of our very vibrant LGBTQIA plus community. Well, Sally, Sally, I think I can say this. I think that Australia is very, very well served by having Sydney and Melbourne. Yes. But in the interest of full disclosure, I think I'm probably more Melbourne than I am Sydney. Yes. And if we had wow, to, okay. And We're if loving we had, this. And if we had to steal something from Adelaide, it'd probably be <laughs> it'd probably be the the ability to park on the street. I'm uh-huh. I'm interested Dean didn't ask what we want to steal from Perth. Yeah. Wow, that's, North, a, that's well done, well Would done, Sally. That, that sounds like you've done a little <laughs> bit of preparation as well for this interview. Well done, well done. I, it's an interesting thing about Perth. Um, it is that little bit far away that people usually have to think twice about coming, but people are always impressed by just how easy a place it is to live. Mm. One of the things about Perth that is often overlooked or not recognised is it is actually a very multicultural city, and uh, by proportion, I think it's true to say, Western Australia is the uh, Perth is the most multicultural city. And then, of course, unlike it often gets compared, you know, with Brisbane, but very you know, Perth, you know, Perth is by far the biggest city in Perth and then of about one and a half, one point seven million million people. And then the next biggest city uh, is Bunbury of about a hundred, a hundred and twenty. Yeah. So it is a very, very concentrated state in terms of um in terms of where people live. But it's fantastic and uh we don't think we need to steal anything from anyone. It says here Sydney a listener uh, uh, Sally a listener says Sydney is the fun person you go out with and Melbourne is the partner you t- <laughs> you settle down with eventually um, I haven't heard that one before I love it so, so I sanitized is, it a bit there So what is Brisbane out of interest my partner's from Brisbane <laughs> Oh mm, not sure I have to ask him Yes uh just to go on to some, some other, we've got Moomba coming up, Sally, and, and a whole range of events in Melbourne over the coming months. I, I have noticed there seems to be an increased amount of activity and work around cleaning and graffiti and rubbish collection in the city of Melbourne. Or am I just noticing it because, I don't know, because I thought it perhaps did need some more Because attention. I tell you all the time. Well, yeah, you're but, always, you know. Uh, <laughs> look, we have uh, upped again. I mean, it's a record investment in cleaning and uh, removing tagging and graffiti. And I wish in so many ways we didn't have to spend this money, but we do to keep the city clean. And uh, March is manic, uh, as you know, with events. We've got uh, the Fashion Festival just starting. Uh, Moomba is next week. Uh, we've got the Melbourne Food and Wine Festival starts next week as well. 
uh, of course, the Grand Prix, the Melbourne Flower and Garden Show. Dean, how is how are we going here? Um, it's a, it's an incredible <laughs> list. Sally, Comedy Sally, festival. you're talking um, to the converted. You're talking to the converted. It sounds great. I, I might I might even I stay. stay. I might even stay. Ooh. <laughs> oh, that, but, is there a uh, Senate vacancy in that time? <laughs> our cleaning around major events is massive, uh, huge effort and absolutely key. Uh, and I think people, you know, want to know they can come in and have a really good time and uh, to not feel disappointed by some of those sort of basic uh, basic efforts. So, yes, it is cleaner. We have up to new cleaning contract and, uh, and away we go. The other, uh, I suppose some of the other things that are happening in Melbourne uh, – I, you didn't go to Taylor Swift because you were dancing with penguins, is that right? That's right. Yep. So I can't ask you about Taylor Swift about the experience, but what that actually brought to Melbourne. Mm. And it's really interesting. Oh, you know, Sing- Singapore has Taylor Swift, but they did a deal with the promoters that she that Singapore would be the only city in that part of Asia where she would perform. Uh, and they did that on the basis of the economic activity, which in Melbourne... Uh, someone you know quite well, Steve Demopoulos, otherwise known as Dimo, Minister for Tourism, Major Events, Outdoor Recreation and Having Fun. Um, f- he told us it was about $44 million a day in extra activity, uh, probably most of it spent on uh, merchandise. Hotels. On hotels, actually, was the biggest category. So Yeah, hotels, that's right. What's your, you know, had, had, what did you hear or what has council... Got you know told you about how oh, to yes. impact. I mean, them. even in the lead up and preparation, it was. Uh, I know that the Tay Tay weekend uh, was the biggest February we- weekend we've had uh, since 2019. That it's gone into our top ten all time biggest weekends wow. uh, ever recorded. Uh, and I was uh, with the team from Sofitel at um, Photo 2024, which I need to mention before I finish because. That started yesterday, the most incredible biennale of photography with people from around the world and local artists as well, turning Melbourne and Victoria into the most uh, incredible photographic exhibition. Please enjoy it. But in talking to the Sofitel Macca, they said, please bring us another Tay-Tay. Oh, yes. I said it was absolutely epic. But, of course, from uh, the Australian Open, uh, we've been seeing record crowds uh, coming in, and the Australian Open this year uh, was the first time we've saw, seen more international visitors uh, than ever before since 2019. So we're really seeing the return of the international uh, visitors as well as national and local. So we're we're in good shape, and it's I think it's absolutely fantastic. There's a renewed sense of really making the most of all of these events um, post COVID, and that's a great thing. The levels of enthusiasm are very high. It really, this sort of event really does make Melbourne marvellous. I'll tell and you what. I'll tell you what also makes <laughs> Melbourne. I'll tell you what also makes Melbourne great, and that is uh, Smith Street for retro furniture shopping. Oh yes, uh, it's a real favourite of mine. Dean yeah. likes a bit of retro. That's Good. why he's uh, <laughs> he's dressed we in supporting he, he, the local economy. He's dressed all in black, cell. Very Melbourne. Oh, very Melbourne. That's the, the, the inner goth in me. Very Melbourne, and also if people that, still remember goth. Do we still have goth? Oh yeah, we do. That for, that <laughs> for, that forty-four million dollar uh, figure. Also, uh, we had a guest from NAB who uh, uh, a week ago who told us about that. I reckon Demo might have stolen that info from from them. He probably listened in. Um, huge amount of activity. So Sally, uh, Green Line. Yeah. 
Remember the promise you gave me about Green Line? Yes, I do. Yeah, you will be cutting a ribbon and walking over water. <laughs> <laughs> to, to get a line from Nemesis, if Macca walked on water, uh, how does that translate? They said about... Uh, it would just show that he couldn't swim. <laughs> um, <laughs> we've got, we've only got a minute or so left, Sal, or a minute or two. Um, mm -hmm. What, what for you is what you want to achieve in the current term that you've still got to do? Not saying whether you're standing or not standing again, because we have to wait yeah, for yeah. for a Saturday at ten thirty when you come on here and announce it. Um, yeah. What other things have you got on your agenda that you want to achieve before you leave uh, Town Hall or before this term finishes? Yeah. Well, look, Maka, thanks. And, and many of them I mentioned earlier, it's really making sure we've done everything we can uh, to deliver projects that were expected in this term. I mean, for example, the upgrade of many of our sporting uh, community sporting facilities uh, has been delivered. Uh, absolutely brilliant to see. Uh, female and um, gender diverse facilities available and the flourishing of of how many people are you know able to have access to those facilities now those sorts of projects are absolutely brilliant um, but I, I think it has been a, a real feature just in reflection uh, of uh, council over the last six years is that we uh, have been dedicated to projects that go beyond terms and I think mm -hmm. that's important as well you know we often hear a criticism of politicians that everything's short term and it's the, uh, the is it the lolly? Oh, no, I've gone down the wrong analogy there, but you know what I mean, the sugar hit. Sugar hit yeah. is what I was looking for. Um, and yet I think out of COVID particularly, really investing for the long term and projects that you know are going to be city shaping like Green Line, they're big, brave decisions because they're really difficult projects and they require uh, a dedication. Um, and so I think those sorts of programs and projects make room, for example, stepping into helping people experiencing homelessness. Uh, those sorts of efforts are really important. So we're proud of those and they may go beyond this term, uh, but I know the councillor group is particularly proud to know that we've created legacy and we haven't just been focused on short-term sugar hits. Yeah. Well, if the uh, messages and emails are any guide, Sal, uh, I'll, get, I'll make sure they all are residents or voters in the city of Melbourne so they can make uh, a considered decision. Come, uh, Thank you, Matt. I know you're very experienced at these things. Oh, no, not true. Perhaps we're, perhaps, I reckon, uh, I reckon perhaps we should do a nemesis on community organisations. That'd be interesting. Um, <laughs> have you got a, fin a final quick off. question, Dean? And Sally, it has to be a quick answer. Well, very, very best wishes for the, the big election if you choose to run, Sally. As we've talked about on the show, it's a big commitment from people. Um, and no matter what sort of side of politics we come from, I think we all recognise that it does take, a, does take a lot out of us and our, out, out our families. But we wish you all the very best. Thank Whatever you, Whatever decision you I'm might choose to make. Yeah. Have, thank you. I, I'm hoping we're going to have an incredible uh, variety of quality candidates who put their hand up and that Macca gets a chance to grill them in the <laughs> usual format there at Sat Mac. I do. And once again, Sally, thank you for making Melbourne magnificent. It's a real pleasure to talk to you. <laughs> Thanks, Macca. Bye, Dean. Cheers. Take Happy care. Saturday. You, Bye. Are, 
you are on set mag macca and dean thanks for listening to another joy podcast brought to you by australia's lgbtqia plus community media organization joy help us keep joy on air head to joy.org.au joy a diverse sound for a diverse community